0: Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Amon, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of community services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect. But as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon.
1: Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host, and the show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. The library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk, and they can be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, I'll have a free caregiver distress recovery challenge helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, Mark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter, and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver, or those just beginning the caregiver journey, can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve? is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences across the country. I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations open-ended working group on aging. Senior Straight Talk and Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, is a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And I also would like to welcome Active Pure Technology as a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Active Pure Technology is an active patent technology that is the clean air solution for COVID pollution. Active Pure Technology delivers measurable and guaranteed results, giving you the peace of mind to know that you are providing a safe environment and the best protection for the people you care for, whether in your home or in your business. Now I'd like to introduce today's guest, who's the founder and CEO of Right to Music, advocates for integrating best practice, music-based interventions into healthcare, especially long-term care, and for all persons with dementia. He founded Music and Memory, a nonprofit organization that promotes the use of personalized music to improve the lives of older and infirm adults. The therapeutic outcomes of his work are portrayed in the Sundance award-winning documentary, Alive Inside. He's presented at numerous healthcare and Alzheimer's caregiver conferences in the United States and abroad. And it's my utmost pleasure to introduce to you, Dan Cohen. So hi, Dan. It's so great to have you here.
2: Hi, Phyllis. I'm really happy to be here.
1: And, and it's, I, I was looking back and I can't imagine that it's been like since 2019 that I've had you on the podcast. I feel like if there, if there hasn't been one in between... We certainly should have had one in between, but you and I have spoken many times and maybe that's why I'm thinking that we had a conversation on the podcast and it's always so great to talk with you. And I know you're up to doing some some very different and innovative, um, you're into innovative projects, right? And um, involving teaching and and um, helping people understand the importance and impact of personalized music. So do you want to talk about that a little
2: Sure, so we face a big problem for people with dementia, or for people generally who might be in a nursing home or even assisted living community. Um, you know, what's your day like? And what happens when you um, um, are sitting around all day? You know, to what degree are people um, having a good time? You know, in our life at home, when we don't have dementia and we're not living in a nursing home or assisted living, we have uh, sort of control over our day. Um, we do what we want, we speak to who we want, um, we listen to music, we watch television, we go to the movies, whatever we can do, we walk outside. Um, and uh, and that changes over time as one declines if they have cognitive um, impairment, um, or even if they're just in a nursing home without cognitive impairment. Um, and so there are a lot of good programs going on out there, um, innovative programs. Um, and um, But the Focus is not so much, uh, you know. The focus right now, especially with the pandemic, was taking care and and infection control and um, and you know everybody's medical state. Um, but during the pandemic, people were restricted to their rooms, uh, and ha- it was really horrendous for people because you know what makes for happiness, um, and it's right. ha- being having friends and relationships and and interacting with people comfortably and then when you know wow what little you have in that kind of sphere as friends and relatives may die and and so you're more alone so you want to create new relationships so whatever context you're in uh, whether they're at home or in a nursing home, it's more difficult under this sort of restrictive environment. And even coming out of the pandemic, or hopefully it's not just a gap and we're heading back, um, you know, this is a um, a long-term challenge for long-term care. There's a very uh, big emphasis on medicalization and that on everybody's uh, psychosocial well-being and their happiness and having a meaningful day. And um, so there's a big range. You have Uh, facilities that have a wonderful attention to the residents and they treat them like family and they know who they are, they know their resident Um, and families at home, someone with dementia and they're taking good care of them. uh, but at the other, but that kind of um, uh, orientation or care uh, is not everywhere. And so you have the other end of the spectrum where people with dementia or a nursing home might be just the, what their day is spent sitting in a row of wheelchairs in a hallway in a nursing home. And, uh, you know, somebody might come by and say, good morning. Um, and how are you today? But that's it. The hours and hours and hours go by. And so that's a recipe for decline of the spirit. Um, and... M- I accidentally sort of stumbled on, you know, use of music um, and um, connecting people with their own music uh, and the, people would light up. You know, they would be hadn't heard songs for years and years and not just necessarily because of where they are now, uh, but the technology has changed over time. The record players they knew or even CD players they could operate. Well, now it's streaming, you know, and Spotify and Apple Music and all this stuff. And that's totally out of their uh, sort of uh, experience uh, and so unless somebody sets it up for them it's not going to happen and somebody and unless somebody takes the time to learn what they love in terms of music uh it'll be the wrong music uh right. it will just be stuff people will be choosing for you no but none of us if we think about it wants somebody else if somebody were to pick music to play for you it's almost <laughs> like going into the supermarket and you hear it a store and music's playing over the loudspeaker and you go well you know, okay, I hear that background music, but I wouldn't pick it. You know, once in a blue moon, something would come on and go. Oh, they pick something. I like that. Um, but right. that's you know, years could go by before that happens, yeah. and so there's a big difference. And you we know, learn. I, yeah, gotta, gotta.
1: No, I was just going to say I love your grocery store analogy because it's not only about the music. What what came to my mind, where I thought you were going to go with it, really was. Uh, you could tell somebody just you know I love cake or they put you on the cake aisle and somebody says well here take this one but that's not really your favorite cake so it it doesn't really resonate with you you might even say oh you know I don't really like that one so much it does nothing for you right so
2: I love the cake analogy yeah because when we go to a bakery we look really careful for the one (laughs) that we want you know and uh, for me it's you know an uh, apple turnover or you know a crumb bun or something oh
1: that's not Um, mine see you lost lost me there if you pick that for me then we it wouldn't work
2: others it's a good chocolate seven layer cake I mean okay now we're talking
1: (laughs) talking. Uh,
2: but it's a great parallel and we have to pay attention to that Um, if we want people to um, feel good have you know I mean there's a sense of loss of control with dementia a sense of lack of safety um, you know, different people are taking care of you, um, and they may or may not really care. You know, the, you know, there's a lot of people with big hearts, as, as um, Bill Thomas will say, uh, you know, working long-term care. And that's true. I've experienced that. I love so many of the people that I've uh, gotten to meet. Uh, but the, the, it's really the system and the fact that they don't have enough time in the day to spend individual time with each person. It's really on activities. Yes, we have music. We have a live entertainment now. Place picks somebody to come in. They right. sing. Right. Uh, they play a certain kind of music. You go. Well, I have nothing else to do, so I'm going to sit here. Right. And maybe there'll be songs that are okay, or you don't like what you know. This is no. If you would a zero to ten, uh, how much I like it. You know, might not get too many tens out there. So, right. or some people might love it, and most people won't. So, uh, and one of the things also that's really uh, that I have found. Well, the Going back to programs and innovations, so the federal government will program, will pay for innovative programming to try it out in a state. Let's say, Um, and like personal music in the state of Wisconsin, which we did to 300 plus nursing homes, and uh, and then though the the grant ends, and then it might be. Like in Ohio, they said, okay, we had this money and we ran out, we, we rolled out personal music. And, and for three years, oh well, now we have a new project for innovation. We're going to try. Oh, right. and so everybody said, Well, forget about that. Now focus on this. So even though it worked really well, um, giving people music, oh, now they're doing something else. And so there's no means in our system for taking innovative product innovative programs and approaches for care, uh, caring to one's sense of well-being. Um, and making it so that it's systemic, it's built into the pay structure and mm. and uh, and facilities make this happen. Um, and so that's my focus. And as one way to overcome that, I was thinking, um, the young people coming in, there's also a lot of staff turnover. So an unbelievable right. stat is 97% of all nurses um, uh, change their leave, leave a nursing home every, every year, like in the right. business world, you go, I can't be, there's no such thing as hundred percent of the staff leaving. And so in some places like Ohio, every nine months, the whole staff, the nursing staff changes and leaves. It's crazy. And so that's not good for the residents. Cause want to, if you okay. have dementia, the person that's waking you up, grooming you, um, bringing you to the bathroom, uh, bathing, you want that person to be somebody you can develop a comfort with. You don't want somebody else showing yeah. up. Right. 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 Uh, Frequently. Um, And so um, I thought, well, you know, I think what we need to do is somehow better train all healthcare professionals coming up through the, uh, being, you know, going to graduate school and, you know, doctors and nurses and rehab people and uh, social workers, um, you know, to what degree are they getting trained on dementia, you know, and often the the answer is zero. It's just not, right. It's just, which is just unbelievable since, you know, so many people have dementia in, in healthcare um, in these uh, long-term care homes. So what I'm doing now with um, Dr. Fay's son at the Michigan State University with students is we're, um, and, well, and we are, um, with the healthcare, future healthcare professionals, we're talking not only about dementia and the sort of the, the physical aspects of it, um, but also music as a way to uh, help people understand through the impacts of all well, the ways music helps people, um, that uh, people are still there, Uh, they're still responsive, early, mid-stage, late dementia, you can use music to help people uh, have a better appetite, help them not fall as much, help them reduce pain, uh, help them reduce anxiety, help them reduce depression, Uh, use music as an alternative to certain of these um, psych meds, these antipsychotic medications, um, which most of the time aren't appropriate because somebody doesn't have a psychiatric History, um, right. then it's not appropriate. Right. And but music can help calm people down. But and so we're doing pre and post tests on uh, uh, measures of ageism and on measures of levels of empathy. Because young people coming in, they may be studying to be a nurse, but have never met someone with advanced dementia in their lives. So um, that's that's the point here. Let's let's introduce them earlier and and empower them to know that uh, look, you can help your, you can make significant change in the arc of one's day uh, by having the music they love play. They're more cooperative. They're not resistant to care. Um, and you, and um, life is different. They're more likely to interact with others and be more social. Um, and so that, these are all the I'm very excited because I've not just seen the results myself, but I've always had a just a steady stream of uh, feedback and stories from uh, literally hundreds of nursing homes uh, around the, uh, this country and other countries. So um, that's what I'm and that's what I'm doing now.
1: Oh, So interesting. A couple of things I wanted to comment on based on what you just said Um because it's great that you're working with um, their initiatives with schools as people become new nurses and they've never met anybody with dementia possibly. Although uh, when I do any kind of training and I ask a series of questions related to people who have either older parents or grandparents or know somebody who has uh, some, you know, somebody like that and I include dementia in, in that, those list of questions, almost everybody uh, is acquainted or knows somebody who was acquainted with somebody who has dementia, but that doesn't mean that's in their personal realm of experience, so to speak. Uh, so something that concerns me, which I found out recently because I have two courses that would just approved for nursing CEU credits, is that many states around this country do not require nurses to have additional education um, for certification, to maintain their certification as a speech pathologist. I have to have a certain number of credits every couple of years. There are many states, New York is one of them. They don't really require nurses to have continuing education units. I really don't understand that. There is some um, that has to do, but most of it, as you say, is with um, infection control or abuse, but they don't have a more robust uh, requirement, which I think is um, terrible, because there are people, um, as we all know, you need to kind of keep your skills up, right? And how do you keep your skills up through education? Uh, the other thing I'm thinking is that, you know, people who are certified nurse aides who fulfilled their basic requirement, you know, which is, I think, 75 hours, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong with the number of hours, but that's what I last remember, is I don't know how much training in dementia they get. I have a belief that all nurses, even occupational therapists and physical therapists, speech therapists, they all should be trained in dementia, Uh, whether it's a dementia practitioner program or some some robust program, a, a, a number of hours, because even if they're working in a in a nursing home that doesn't have a unit dedicated to people that have memory loss, in all likelihood, as time goes on, people do develop cognitive impairment, or even if they're working on a short-term unit, the reality is as people come from hospitals, things happen, they fall. Many of those people have memory impairment. And I have seen, especially lately, just horrific stories. Uh, horrific, I've had horrific experiences. Observing people who don't know how to interact with people uh, that have memory impairment because they were never trained. And uh, no fault of theirs. It's uh, you know, it's it's not intentional, um, but it, they they weren't trained properly. They don't have the they don't have the tools in the toolbox.
2: Well, it'd be great if you could put together just a one pager with the quotes, you know, the vignettes, no names, just of this is what happens when people have not had training. These are the kinds of interactions. This is how, you know, and if it's representative of the healthcare in general, we have a big problem Like, what we do. That way it brings it home.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. I could, um, you know, I could definitely do that because the, this, you know, I, I see them every single day. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad because the, there's one particular gentleman recently um, who um, I was sitting at a nurse's station and he came and he asked a question and I gave him, you know, I, 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 I know him um, and I worked with him and his wife and uh, he came and he asked a question. I don't even remember what the question was about. Oh, I think it was that he wanted to go to bed, his back hurt and I gave him an explanation as to why he really needed to sit up longer, right? For his muscles and his strength. And when I finished, and he is a somewhat of a confused gentleman. And he said to me, thank you. People think I don't understand, but I do
2: that's very real
1: right it's very very real people see people with memory impairment and maybe they see them sometimes they're more lucid than others and they just kind of put them in that box that they don't understand and uh therefore they don't bother explaining anything to them now i'll give you i'll give you one other example so i was on um in, the, in this same nursing home, I came one day, and they were playing music on this unit. Now, so we, you talked about different kinds of music, right? I love to dance. And so some music resonate, well, most music resonates with me, but some music in particular, if it's a certain kind of dance, so I just started dancing. And um, this one gentleman, he just lit up like a Christmas tree. And every time he sees me now, he was like, oh, play that song, Social Dance, you know? And, um, you know, it's a testament to what you're talking about. People light up, people had never seen that guy so expressive and so engaged um, just because I was dancing to that music and maybe it was a song he liked too, I mean, who the heck knows, right? But the reality is as people have that experience and they can identify with something related to that music um, that just creates a whole different experience for them, right?
2: absolutely. Um, if we have to give people that opportunity, so here's, we are holding it back. You know, we, we would not, it would be considered, um, poor practice to, to, um, not give someone the medication that they really need for optimal physical health. Uh, but when, you know, what is it when we hold back, um, um, approaches that will, um, really be helpful to people on a, their well-being their psychological status or, 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 or you know how they um how much they enjoy life is that is that not is that okay you know is that okay what are we doing um and um, you know like what's the point of keeping somebody physically healthy if they're miserable yeah like
1: <laughs> well <laughs> uh, here's here's an interesting question how long will they stay physically healthy if they are miserable
2: well, we know that the two are connected.
1: Right, absolutely. On that note, we're going to take a break, okay? And we'll come back and continue talking about this. So, we're going to take a short break on Seniors Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. And we'll be back in a moment talking with Dan Cohn and the right to personalize music.
0: Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk.
1: Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. And I'm here with Dan Cohen, and we're having just a very lively conversation, as Dan and I often do, um, about uh, personalized music, right to music, and and how people respond um, when they do have music. But I know, Dan, that you're doing something very interesting with the course you're teaching. So you wanna talk about that a little bit?
2: So I wanted to to add to what what I said before about the course that I'm teaching for for students, help them understand sort of the efficacy of music um, and that people are still there. Um, But we're co-teaching this with two people who have a dementia diagnosis, which is uh, unusual. Um, their earlier stage, super articulate, um, and they tell some really interesting stories. Um, And um, one of them is really relates to what you were saying of, you know, when they're out with their spouse or, you know, people talk past them, they're perfectly capable of, you know, speaking with great articulateness, if there's such a word, um, uh, you know, and but people assume that, oh, you know, if they have dementia um there's there's no one's home and right. they sort of like what's the use, and that's really wrong and so we need to um really address that um and um and they also and so talk about you how told music-
1: me this story uh, you told me this story about this uh, couple that went to a restaurant do you mind telling it
2: sure and uh, you know just when uh the the story that uh he tells is um you know there with his uh wife and the um um the waitress uh sort of whispers to his wife you know uh, you know what would he like to eat or something like that and he he sort of uh motions to the waitress to come closer to him he says uh well um you know i can hear everything you're saying and 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 this is what i'd like you know um but it, it really highlights a big problem and that people assume no one's home no one's there uh, even in in uh, giving care to people or doing things for them oh what's the use you know there's no one home they're just sort of uh you know sitting there and you can't help them wow. uh, and, and they have no need to be to have really good music or interaction or party or whatever dance um no all that is so wrong and that's that's uh, that's why the movie well alive inside yeah it's not right. like just a little alive it's like really alive and, right and it, it's interesting also what they say that um, when people receive a diagnosis for some form of dementia, you know, very often the neurologist, whatever, will will say, will treat it as if, um, you know, your life is over. Okay, so sorry, you have, you know, you definitely have dementia. Get your affairs in order, right. um, and they don't really give them much to go with um whereas if it's a cancer diagnosis oh there's hope we have programs here's a pile of materials to read through you know to really make the most of your life don't give up and so there's a real dichotomy in how we treat most diseases from uh dementia um and so it's really incumbent upon i think the medical profession to take a look and see well how are we you know are we just bumming people out unnecessarily or should we is there a way we can and what these gentlemen who have dementia in this course will say, look, we, we tell us, um, exactly what type of dementia have we have. Tell us, yeah, listen to music. Uh, tell us here's a support group for you, uh, right. you know, in town. So you can, you can, uh, and that, you know, live, live your best life. Uh, you have whatever, you know, many years to go, whatever number of years, um, and don't, don't give up at this right. point.
1: So it's interesting. You, you talked about the, uh, gentleman in the restaurant, because I'll tell you, uh, the story that i experienced most recently and it was with the doctor and um the uh the woman that was a new admission to this building um she was confused no doubt she had confusion and she couldn't fill in all the details but you could talk to her and she could tell you some things and her daughter was there and the doctor happened to come into the room while i was sitting there he did say hello to her and that was the end of the conversation that he had with her everything else he directed towards towards the daughter. And I'm thinking to myself, gee, hasn't this doctor been trained that this is a person sitting there? Now, if he asked her the questions and she didn't have the answer, in all likelihood that she'd look at the daughter or the daughter would jump in and, and supply the information, or then the doctor could ask, well, do you know that information? But he spoke as if the woman wasn't there. And this happens not only to people with dementia, but as people get older, as you know, as well, people like think like, like there's no point having a conversation with them and they, and people, as they get older, whether or not they have dementia, they feel like they're discarded, that they have, they don't even exist because people just talk around them as if, as if they're not there.
2: So we, so we have issues with sort of, these are ageism issues right. and people, young people may have misconceptions or preconceptions about old age and old age or not old age with some form of dementia, you know? So um, yeah, no, it's uh, look, it's the kind of thing maybe, you know, in high school, it should be taught, you know, this, uh, in that sort of life course, these are the things you might encounter. Your grandparents may get dementia. What does that mean? What can you do? Right. You can you can make their life better. Um, You can don't avoid them. Right. Right. Not like they're sick and they're contagious. Um, No, help help them live their best life. And uh, it's all doable.
1: And I I'm reminded by a quote from Maya Angelou, when you said people think, especially as they advance with their dementia, people think uh, nobody's there. And very often I observe people just I'll use the word manhandling. I don't. I know that's not their intention, but just moving people as if it's it's a lump of, you know, a, a lump of flour kind of thing, right? And uh, she said, people may not remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. So there, there is somebody there. People feel, and I don't think that people really realize that, that this is a person that has that is still there and that has feelings and and has senses and can sense what's happening. And then the reaction that the person who's um, caring for them or doing something with them, Um, in a way that's that makes them feel a certain way then when that person reacts in a in a way that they don't think is optimal right they point the finger at the person rather than saying gee what could I have done differently or what did I do that caused this I mean I've seen this over and over and over again I'm sure you have as well
2: correct so so no that's definitely you know all all true so I look at it from so let's look at the larger picture how do we fix this I mean, there are a number of things we've come up with. In <laughs> this talk. But, but it's, it's so interesting to me that only two states, Ohio and Minnesota, do um, family and uh, nursing home resident satisfaction surveys every two years. Um, and so even though the federal government does have sort of quarterly reports of how's it going, how much more depression diagnoses are, no. are there, there's not, it doesn't go deep into how happy are people, what's going on with them really right what are their pre- what are their preferences being taken into account are they getting the food they want are they getting the music they want are they uh, you know socializing and how much how can you quantify that how many minutes so the cdc did a report um not too many years ago that only 11 minutes uh, on average is what a nursing home resident spends in meaningful activity 11 minutes a day and in assisted living it's 20 minutes a day right so um so so wow so let's let's me- generally that is not measured at all and so we don't know when we're getting better um right. and so we need to have a more um focused view on how do we make life meaningful and then once we have that it'll pull in more music more art therapy more dance more community involvement so my sense from different things that i've feedback i've gotten is of the um, 15,000 nursing homes. One third of them, if you were to ask them, uh, what uh, to, to what degree are volunteers in the community coming in and, mm. or, and, and spending time with individuals and um, and doing programming, whatever, or helping? About one third of uh, these 15,000 nursing homes have a pretty vibrant, robust uh, volunteer program. They have somebody who's a trained director of volunteers. They know what they're doing. They keep volunteers. Uh, for the most part, uh, one third have, yeah, we have volunteers coming in, maybe students come in, help out, blah, 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 blah. And one third, no one comes in from the community. Correct. So that's 5,000 nursing homes where no one comes in. And so it just leads again to that sitting in the hall kind of thing. Um, there's a, um, well, we could talk about Dr. Paul Falkowitz. Oh,
1: right, right. Oh, and,
2: and, um, and Hill, uh, and who's all about the super volunteer, really train people to be great volunteers. You'll have them for years. Uh, older people, people that are retired or about to retire, want to give back. Um, and um, um, I forgot what my point was. That um,
1: Well, they would be engaging. As a matter of fact, they yes. would be an adjunct to the workforce because uh, staffing is cut to um, Bare bones level in many cases. And in other cases, it's not even that the staffing is cut, but getting healthcare workers now is very difficult. I mean, there are so many competing industries that pay more money uh, for work that's not as demanding. So, unless somebody is really drawn to it, um, you know, that's an area where there's a tremendous need. So, now if you had a volunteer force that was trained, they could really be a tremendous help by coming in and engaging with people and finding out the things that they enjoy and helping them become more engaged, which as you said, would help them be better residents in the community and really create a sense of community.
2: And it's interesting, something he, he had said once, um, he said he, he talk, was talking to a nursing home resident, he said, well, what do you really need here? She said, and the, and the resident said, you know, around here, all the staff, they're taking care of everybody. I need somebody who's just concerned with me, right? Someone who we talk to, someone who will follow, you know, sort of what goes on with me over time, and so that's what kicked him into gear. As a, you know, somebody started volunteering and playing or singing, you know, in nursing homes to becoming a gerontologist to doing this program, which um, I think is sort of sets a model for the nation. Um, but it needs to be in policy again. You know, some Correct. people will do it. The people that walk the walk and say, we have, we really work hard for our residents. That's wonderful. And there are many people that do that, but that's not the majority. Correct. Um, you know, that, that, are, that are doing that. Um, just my, my sense.
1: And, and not only that, uh, something that really gets me now in, in terms of, you know, the personalized music the, you know, there may be a cost associated with that. I don't know what the cost is. But um, if you, <clears throat> but I think what people don't realize, whether it's an owner, an administrator, or whoever is looking at the numbers, right? The, I mean the the dollar and cents numbers. Though even though there might be an initial outlay, what it saves you or or makes you on the other end is huge. But they don't necessarily see that.
2: And it's not. It's really not about the money. It's a. It's amount. It's amount. Um, what I've learned is that the you know the the largest, uh, well resourced chains of nursing homes might say, oh, it's not in the budget, and the poorest of the poor nursing homes, or I remember Little Sisters of the Poor. You no, know, we will make it happen. Right. You know, look, you don't need much. You can get a smart speaker. Right. You know, an Alexa, you know, the Apple Home, HomePod mini, the Google Nest and put one in the room and just say, play, you know, Mrs. Smith's, you know, get up playlist. Right. I mean, this is, you know, what's an Alexa, $20. Um, right. So there's no real uh, reason not what people um, just with this, they come in with their phones. Oh, what music do you like? Oh, I like Frank Sinatra. Play Frank Sinatra's top hits. Right. Or play the when we were you born? Okay, when you were 14. Okay, we play the top 25 songs of in 1942. Right. Um, and then while you're there, that music's playing. So there are lots of ways this can uh, take place. So it's really um, and you know, the headphones are one way, um, the speakers are another, um, more people coming in from the community to interact. Um, music making yes they have drum circles which you know are you know just don't take up a lot of time i mean that they're good in certain circumstances but you could people many of them who who, have they ever asked what music what what instrument did they play and let's let's get them you ever see those sometimes you see a, a a sort of a viral clip of someone who's in a nursing home and they say oh his old band there's something you know they're all dead he's 97 years old and he played whatever instrument and then other people from town oh this guy plays we'll just come in with our instruments and we'll let him play his and uh you know it's amazing stuff or people learning a new instrument so you know music making um uh, you know karaoke so It's just, and it's not a matter of one thing, it's not a matter of one approach on music, because the week is long, people's preferences are different, the way the staff interacts with uh, residents is different, and all of this applies to people at home. It's up to families to think in terms of, well, is grandma, you know, she's home, she's with an aide, perhaps, uh, does she have her music? right um, and uh, and can let's okay let's get our music we could work on that and we'll teach the aid on how to turn it on and off and when to do it and, and we'll update the playlist to every few months so that it's all fresh and keeps going and 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 we'll try to leverage that to facilitate more discussion while the music's going and what does this remind you of um and right um, when people visit um look I, I remember my my father-in-law when he was dying in a hospice And my, um, you know, about five or six relatives were there. We were all around the bed and we didn't know, you know, what do you do when you're around someone who's dying? And so what we did was I took out my phone and I started uh, playing um, some songs that I knew he liked. Um, And I said, let's, let's guess uh, for those around, around him. Well, let's try to guess who's the artist. What's the name of the song. And we were doing this as playing while while, while the phone, sat on his chest just about and and he like opened his eyes and he gave a little smile because we were all laughing so right, it should right, be right. what you know what a celebration how nice right. Right. Him, right right rather than everybody sitting around oh how terrible he's right. Dying, morbid right I and I, I don't know what to say so I'm not going to say anything right. you know. I love you, dad. You know, well, and of course you want to say, I love you, but but that's a long, if you're there for hours, then you can't wait to get out half right. time because you're just so uncomfortable. You want to give, but you've got this competing, I don't know what to do here. right? Um, and so music helps, you know, um, make for a, a more,
1: You know, I was going to say something also a a more, um, a different kind of experience, we'll just say, but I was also going to say, when you talk about personalized music, your mood changes. So what you might want to listen to one day, because of how you're feeling, um, may be different from what you'd want to listen to another day. Right? So... um, You know, it's no different than what I, the analogy I gave about the food, you know, I mean, I might love devil's food cake, but today I might not be in the mood for it, right? Might be too much chocolate for me. I might, you know, opt for a carrot cake today or a cookie. Um, So I I think people have to be aware of that also, that just because you have a personalized playlist, that's why I like what you said about keeping it fresh every once in a while, or maybe there are different playlists for different moods or different seasons, or I, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there.
2: It's all true. Try different things. Right. They may not. Oh, I don't like classical music. Oh, but there's that one piece. Oh, the 1812 Overture. Oh, um, you know, they may just come alive. (laughs) You know, you you just don't know. So you try things. You sample different songs and you can always stop it if they don't like it. Uh, But then you learn. What they're right. like, and you build that playlist over time. And we want to start early. Don't wait till someone is, you know, further along with dementia. We should all have our own playlist, and everybody should know where it is or how to access it, oh. um, so that it's ready to go. You know, in the state of uh, Wisconsin, the um, medical Wisconsin Medical Association has now built into its uh, advanced directives sort of template. Um, yeah, use playlist. You know, just part wow, of
1: Wow, that, that I mean, is fascinating
2: your loved one's playlist and or your own playlist so that'll be there um should anything happen to you um you know even if you become incapacitated you have a stroke you got their music so rather than sit all day uh you have your music um ready to roll
1: and and, and not only that it's a great uh, you and i had this conversation once before about the, what i'm going to say it's it's also part of a legacy project. Because if you have a person's playlist and the music that they love, and you could start to, like you say, don't wait until the they're at a, at a place where maybe they they can't tell you so much or they can't interact verbally and start to develop it now and maybe put pictures associated with it or little stories and, oh, you know, when I was 14, I remembered that song and this is what happened and put together a little legacy book. And then as time goes on, you have something to share with that person. And then after maybe they pass on, you have that and you have the memories of what you create, of what you experienced when you were creating that.
2: So it's so true. I mean, I know people, even a friend of mine. I'm thinking of who passed away, um, and for his wife, I helped create a you know good playlist, and she you know listens to that playlist to this day. I listen to his playlist <laughs> to this day, um, and uh, you know people keep it as a, it's a real keepsake. Right,
1: um, right. Yeah, I uh, think and, it could uh, be a really nice thing. I um, you know, I, I you made me think because I wonder, um, you know, my. Both my children are adults. My daughter, my son lives in California. My daughter lives near me. She has her own children now. But I wonder if I asked her uh, what she thought my favorite songs were, if she'd know.
2: She will not know. She will not she will know. No, I've done this with people. I do with crowds. And, 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 and uh, they may know one thing. Oh, like the Beatles or you know, something might pop up. But if it was your top five favorite and, and you made a list of your top five favorite musicians or groups, um very few people will know many some might you know maybe but, but most of have no clue and that's she probably why
1: wouldn't that. know some of those people although she does like music from other eras um she probably wouldn't maybe know some of the people that i would think of
2: but that's a good exercise that's a good yeah i'm thinking of
1: i'm thinking of definitely doing it um that would be interesting right
2: and make up your, tell. give her a list of all the songs, just on a spreadsheet, list them out, whatever, and give it to her, just so you know, here's, right. here's what I want you to play for me, just hold <laughs> it. Put it some way you'll be able to find it later.
1: Right, uh, that sounds great. So listen, Dan, if anybody wanted to find out more about this, or write to music, or get in touch with you, or you know, is there a way that they could do that, or find out more about Write to Music uh,
2: sure. specifically? Sure. Write to music.com just one word, write to music, written out and, .com, and uh, they can contact me. They can read all about it. Absolutely.
1: Do you help people uh, develop this or work with them or families or um,
2: I try there? to direct them to I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll talk to anybody, but I'll, I'll direct them to there are a lot of resources out there. So, you know, I can I'll direct people. I don't really necessarily get down to helping people with playlists, but but I, I will uh, sort of help them do it themselves.
1: Cool. Well, this was great. Uh, like I said, you and I, we've had many conversations. It's always great when I have a chance to talk with you. So this has been really special for me. And I know it's a lot of valuable information for people. And uh, I just want to say that I'm going to be attending an event at the end of March. Well, March 21st to 23rd, it's called Secret Knock. And um I was in conversations with them for quite a few months and I believe that they're going to their charity is going to be dedicated to some kind of uh, either Alzheimer's or, you know, some other kinds of dementia. And so I wanted to start off this week and for the next few weeks of senior straight talk, dedicate the episodes to dementia or Alzheimer's and cognitive loss and, um, So that's what I'll be doing moving forward. So thanks. You kicked it off. I appreciate it. Great.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for all your good work.
1: Well, thanks a lot. So thanks for taking the time. I mean, it's just been really special. I know you actually pinched it for me at the last minute. So I really appreciate that. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk. Sponsored by Active Pure Technologies for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And please remember to like, click and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well and stay tuned.
0: Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.